Welcome, welcome, welcome to season two of Real Job Talk, the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. We are so excited for this season, and we want to bring you more information to help your career, more guests to inspire you, and more work-related advice to help you navigate tricky situations. So Liz, what are your goals for Real Job Talk this season? Well, Kat, I am glad you asked. I have been reflecting on our first season, and my goals for season two are to have a live coaching session, to double our listener base, and increase our Twitter following by at least 3x. I also want to bring on more guests with interesting career stories and perspectives to share and keep our sense of Cat Liz fun. What about you? Well, I think our goals are pretty aligned, Liz. I, uh, I definitely want to do more live coaching on the show. And I just want to be able to continue to help people to navigate their career goals and challenges and definitely want to do more one-on-one work with folks who are brave enough to come on the show and uh, share their challenges. I think season one was super fun Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what unfolds for us with season two. Me too. So today we're going to be talking about setting goals specifically around work, but as we all know, work usually bleeds into other things in our life. So Kat, do you set career goals or job-related goals every year? I do. And what's your process? How do you set your goals? How do you track them? Like, what do you do to get those goals together? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely have a process that I've been working with probably for the last 10 years. So I refine it as I go. But before I create goals for the new year, I go through a, a year-end completions process. And it doesn't have to be at the year-end, but I definitely do it. I definitely do it every year at the year-end. But you can also do it, you know, at other times. It doesn't have to be just annually. Sure. What I do with that is I look at my goals for the last year and acknowledge where I've made progress and really try to give myself, you know, kudos for that, for the, the progress that was made. Yeah, uh, and then also look at where I might have come up come up short on my goals, and really kind of acknowledge the feelings around that as too, because I think I think one of the challenges about okay, it's a new year, new goals. Going into that process without doing a review of the year, the year past, mm-hmm. is that there may be some emotions that you want to acknowledge, and then kind of experience, and then put it to bed before you start creating new goals for the year. So. That's one of the things that I do. We actually have a recorded process that I share with uh, some of my clients and happy to share that recording with our listeners too, if they're interested. By the time this airs, it'll be, you know, first, it'll probably be the second week of January, but it's not too late to go through that process. Mm -hmm. In my practice with my clients, I take them through a similar process and, you know, I help them assess the year. The, The main point of this process is to acknowledge you know, acknowledge the wins and also acknowledge the kind of emotions around not having the wins Mm -hmm. and give that space so that you can complete that before you go into the next year. Mm -hmm. So acknowledging any negative feelings that we're carrying is so important because you want to acknowledge it, you know, give it, give it a voice and then, and then say, all right, great. We've, we've acknowledged that and we're going to run, you know, put it to rest. Well, and I think too, when you're looking at a goal, maybe you didn't meet, taking a minute and saying, well, what could I have done differently? And reflecting on what did I do that 
I maybe shouldn't have done or I wish I had done differently. And so then you can keep that goal as a goal maybe for the next year, but you not repeat the same patterns. Absolutely. So the point of the exercise is to acknowledge where you are today and to both, you know, give yourself credit for the goals that you've rocked and also to be kind and compassionate with yourselves mm-hmm. with where you may not have rocked as hard. Mm-hmm. Or you might not have crossed the finish line on certain goals, but you know, even if you haven't crossed the, the finish line, there's probably steps that you've taken that have moved you forward. So it's important to acknowledge that. 100%. I have found this process just to be super helpful to sit down and kind of go through that before calling in the new goals. Awesome. So personally, when I'm creating goals for myself for the new year, I look at I, you know, it's really hard to kind of separate the personal and the professional. Mm-hmm. So I start with what does my self-care look like, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, luckily I've been putting quite a bit of focus on that the last few years. So I'm pretty clear on, it doesn't require a lot of review for me because I'm reviewing, you know, almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like I use my fitness pal to help me, you know, monitor what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, what I'm exercising, right? Am, am, I getting, am I getting enough water, which is always a challenge. If my self-care game isn't strong, it's going to impact my personal and my professional goals. So I, I try to make sure I'm clear on my priorities there and make that one of the highest priorities. And as long as self-care is strong, then I've got more energy to actually rock my professional and personal goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to make sure that I've got time carved out for mindfulness practices, for exercise, for, for sleep, and for having fun, right? I mean, having fun is super important. Like, you know, experiencing just a little bit of joy every day is mm-hmm. pretty important to me, at least. When I'm reviewing my previous year's goals, I assess what I want to move forward into the new year. Mm-hmm. And then I also really, really like the SMART goal acronym. Mm-hmm. Um, which is specific, S stands for specific, M is for measurable, A is for achievable, R is for relevant, mm-hmm. and T is for time bound. Mm-hmm. So with specific, at the beginning, you want to just be as specific as possible. You know, who, what, where, when, why, even think about what might be the challenges and start to prepare. Mm-hmm. So as specific as you can be. And I think the most important thing in those, the who, what, where, when, when why is the why being really clear on why you have the goal because when we know why and when, when we have a a connection to our heart with the why <laughs> it's just easier to complete the goal yeah so measurable you want to know how you're going to measure the goal will it require multiple steps do you need to project manage it i mean some goals are little right mm-hmm. and some goals are much bigger and there's there's no way that you're going to get it done in a day but if you break it down into, okay, this is, these, are my, these are my quarterly goals to reach this annual goal, and then I'm going to break that down into monthly and break it down into weekly. Mm-hmm. And then within that week, you kind of know, okay, I need to focus this many hours on this goal to make it happen. So breaking it down as small as possible is super helpful because that's actionable steps. Mm-hmm. You know, achievable. Can you do it? Is, it? is it actually achievable? And even more importantly, do you believe that you can do it? Mm-hmm. because that's important to, to be able to believe that you can do it. And relevant, does it fit into the bigger business goals? Mm-hmm. You know, it's important that your individual goals are aligned with the overall business goals. That is super important when you're looking at individual goals professionally. Because mm-hmm. if they're not aligned with the business goals, you're not going to get the buy-in for it. 
And then time bound, time bound, having a clear timeline is super, super helpful to get stuff done, right? Yep. Giving yourself a little bit of a sense of urgency, that can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Once a goal is complete, I'll review my list. I try to have three goals at a time that I'm really focused on. And I try for at least one of those three to be easy because mm-hmm. when we can make progress, easy progress, it kind of helps momentum. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I try to do. And I, I really, when, I, when my clients are looking at goals, I'm like, have a, have a, low, a low-hanging fruit goal there that you can knock out of the ballpark early on because once you do that, it gives you more energy. And when you say easy, you're not talking about like, I'm going to get dressed in the morning. Like, it's not easy, like, duh, we're all going to do it easy. But it's easy, like, you, you know, you've got this. Like, and it will move things forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, not, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess getting dressed would fall into self-care. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, there are, there are big goals that are going to take you a long time mm-hmm. and need some project management. There are other goals that, you know, you might need an afternoon to really kick it out. So have, you know, have some easy ones. And then, and then when I finish a goal, then I'll look at my list of goals and then kind of reprioritize. Mm -hmm. I rank my big list and then I kind of reevaluate that quarterly. Awesome. Because sometimes when things are important at the beginning of the year, things change and they become less important. So it's always okay to change your mind. Mm -hmm. Goals are like, they're, they're not necessarily written in stone because things change. So I look at it like a, you know, like a living document, if that makes sense. I think goals are always a living document. Yeah. And, and you're right. Something comes up. Someone gets sick. Somebody else loses a job. Some kid is in crisis at school. All of a sudden, everything goes out the window and your priorities change 100%. And that doesn't mean you didn't have those goals in the beginning. It means all of a sudden, your number one goal is, you know, helping the sick person get better. That's number one. And that's what happens. And that's okay too, right? So, yeah. You know, I use as far as like technology, I mm-hmm. keep my goals in an Evernote document. Awesome. So that's where I that's where I keep the big goals. Mm-hmm. And then I will do the project management breakdown there too, like for the big ones. You know, some some things are going to need a, a little bit of energy every quarter to to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then I also will use Todoist for my to-do list, which is helpful. Awesome. There's so many tools out there. The important thing is to find tools that work for you, right? What works for me may not work for you. And just figuring out what, what system is going to support you best. And we're all different. Although I am an Evernote fan as well. <laughs> but no, I agree. And I, there's a zillion tools out there. And whatever combination works for you, you know, a lot of people love a pe- paper pen planner. No judgment here. Like whatever works for you. So Liz, I want to turn it back on you. What, what do you do with goals? So I'm not as regimented as you are, which is okay, but I set goals, like I think big picture. And so I use the end of the year to kind of reflect, see where I am. You know, end of the year in recruiting is usually pretty quiet. So I get to take a break uh, and be with my family and celebrate holidays. And so I think about kind of where I am and I reflect on the year before, kind of like you did. Mm -hmm. And then I think about what challenges I want and also how I plan on staying sane because as we learned last season, you know, I run a company, I run a household, I have a husband who travels, two young children. It's a lot. And um, so how am I going to not lose my bananas while also setting goals that are realistic? 
Um, and so every year is kind of different. Um, sometimes it's financial. Like I need to pay these bills and I better, you know, savings is looking a little scary. So I got to make money this year. And then mm -hmm. sometimes like this year, it's about building out the part of the business I like most. I think in my reflection time this year, I realized I need more self-care. And like I had set a goal last year to do yoga once a week. And I would say maybe I did it twice a month. I want to keep that goal and maybe do better against it this year. Um, I'm always proud of myself when I get there. And so that's another goal that I want to move forward. Um, but It always feels good when it's done, right? That, well, and it's great. I love it. But some weeks I just don't get to it. And that is what it is. But um, so this year I felt like I thought about my goals and it's about building out the part of the business I like the most. My goal for 2020 is to get a client here in Austin, which I've only had one in 12 years of living here. I've been working the whole time. Um, and I just want to be able to go into the office a little more, have more FaceTime, have that natural interaction, not interaction because someone initiated it. Um, I think that'll be energizing for you. I do too. And I think where my life is, I'm ready for that. Whereas five years ago, I could not have done, dealt with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to grow my coaching business. I love my coaching business and I love my coaching clients and they give me energy and I want to do more of it. Um, and I'm considering an entrepreneurial venture. So I gave myself to the end of Q1 to decide, do I want to do this? Is this something I want to put energy into? Um, but the overall goal goal is not to run myself ragged and, you know, spend time outside and do that weekly yoga. So I'm my biggest challenge is to not take on work I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I'm gonna hold myself to that and be checking in with myself. I've made a tickler on my calendar on a monthly basis. I'm gonna look at it and how am I doing and what do I need to get rid of and do I need to hire someone? And so it's kind of about this business that I built, making it the work I'm doing, what I want to be doing. Awesome. And I think it's great that you're going to check in monthly, right? Because by checking in monthly, you will, you'll, it, it'll just be a mechanism in place that will help you stay on target. And I also, another thing that I wanted to add in there um, is that I want to, sh I shared it with Eric, my husband, mm -hmm. because, you know, I own my own business, so I can't share it with my boss. Um, but I want him to hold me accountable as well. And when you share your goals and others know what they are, you can discuss more freely how you're doing against them and have someone else say, hey, I noticed you haven't gone to yoga in three weeks. Uh, didn't you want to go every week? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I might bite his head off and say, shut up. I know. But it'd be nice to have someone else holding me accountable. Mm -hmm. It's super helpful to have people in your court who can help you be accountable for your goals. And I think it's important to choose who those people are wisely. Yeah. You know, you don't want people who are going to, you know, bring in the negative chatter. You want people who really can like hold that vision with you and support you in that. Mm -hmm. So it's important. A hundred percent. I also think that you can hold yourself a little bit more accountable by saying things like, by evaluating things against your goals. So, mm -hmm. it, I mean, look, I'm all for it. If there's something you want to do, and even if it doesn't go towards your goals, you want to do it, it sounds awesome, go for it, If you, assuming your calendar permits. But if it's something like, oh, should I go to that? Do I want to go to that? I love going back to your goals and saying, you know, this has 
this going to that thing that I don't really want to go to has nothing to do with my goals, but spending the night watching Mrs. Maisel, my PJs does because I want to be more relaxed. So Mrs. Maisel, it is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, no. right? Being, being really clear on what, what's going to support you with the goals, what's going to align with that. So I'm all for PJs and Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> we binge watched, uh, we binge watched the third season in like two days. I've only watched the first one. See I'll problems. See. <laughs> um, so with your clients, Kat, how do you help them come up with goals? Yeah. Yeah. So most of my clients I work with are employees of companies. I work with a few entrepreneurs, but most of them are, you know, people who are in careers working for employers. Mm -hmm. So it's important that, you know, it's important that they understand the overall goals of the company. And hopefully the company they're working for has been able to communicate that. But, you know, even if they haven't, it's, it's super important that, they talk to their next level boss and get clear on what the important goals are from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully align their goals with the overall business goals. That is, that's just super important. And I'll take them through, um, I'll take them through a process similar to the end of year process that we'll share with you guys. Um, it doesn't have to be at the end of the year, but I think before kind of charging on charging forward with new goals, doing that completion process will help you to go into the, the goal setting process with more clear energy. Well, and I think year end makes a lot of sense for other reasons too. Like Mm -hmm. at bigger companies, there's promotion processes and things. Mm -hmm. If I want to get promoted in the August promotion cycle, I kind of need to make that decision in my head of this is something I'm going for in January Mm -hmm. because I've got a lot of work to do and people that I need to get supporting me, yada, 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 yada. That's probably a different episode, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot I need to do between January and August in order to get that promotion at a bigger company. And so to set your intention at the beginning of the year. And then to have that discussion with your boss at the beginning, like you got to get the train mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. in order to reach the goal in Q3. Yeah. It often doesn't happen with, okay, I want the, I want the promotion. And then six months out, you get it. Usually there are some steps that you need to take to do that. And like you said, I think that's a great, that's a great episode topic for, for the future. <laughs> I, I think it's really important for everyone who's setting goals for themselves to, to set the goals for themselves and take in, take in the business goals mm-hmm. and try to align your personal goals with the business, but make sure that they, that you've got a compelling why for, make sure you know your why, mm-hmm. because when we know our why, we can rock that goal just easier. For sure. I like what you say about accountability and staying accountable to yourself, mm-hmm. staying accountable to others, working with a coach if that's what's going to keep you accountable, whatever whatever works for you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a coach. If you've got friends that are good friends that you trust and, and want someone to be an accountability partner, you can just ask them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, not everyone not everyone has a budget for coaching and, and you can still rock your goals without a coach. And figure out what, what it's going to take and have, have your tribe of people supporting you. hundred And that's, you know, it's so important. Well, and a lot of people don't need a coach to, to mm-hmm. reach a goal. Mm-hmm. If I say my goal is to, I'm now I can't even think of something at work besides the promotion thing, but like if I, my goal is to manage somebody 
And I know what I need to do to get there, who I need to talk. I know it. I don't need a coach. I just need to put the mm-hmm. pieces in motion. You need a coach when you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You don't need a coach when you have a goal and you want to mm-hmm. make it. When you're clear on what Somebody. to do and what the steps are and you just know, totally. okay, this is my next step and I'm going to take it. Yeah. No. You just need someone to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it can feel risky though to to kind of especially especially when you're looking at, you know, goals like promotion, right? Mm-hmm. It, it can feel risky to voice those goals to people who are higher up on the chain than you. But voicing those goals will support forward movement. So sometimes when things are scary, you know, acknowledge that it's scary and do it anyways. Yes. And that is such a good point, Kat, because if you want a promotion or you want something that other people in your organization need to be a part of mm-hmm. for whatever it is, mm-hmm. you need to tell them. Mm-hmm. They will not read your mind. Exactly. We'd love it if someone's like, gosh, Kat, you're just so awesome. We'd love to promote you. But if you say, you know, boss person, I would like to be promoted in the next year. I think I'm really ready for the next level of challenges. They may have been thinking of that for you anyway, but they may not have been because they're not thinking about it, period. Mm -hmm. So by putting it out there, you've done the biggest step in making it happen. And yeah, it's risky and scary because now you're exposed. I don't know the actual statistics, but at least 70% more likely to have it happen because you said you wanted it to happen. Because I don't want my manager thinking, does she want to be promoted? Does she not? I want them to know that I want it. And so then when they need someone to promote, they know that I want to be concerned. So that you're on their radar, right? As someone who wants it. You know, Mm -hmm. alternatively, you want to be careful who you share those kind of important goals with. You don't want to share that stuff with like a negative Nelly on your team. So be really strategic and careful about who you share your precious goals with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you don't want to share it with the competitive Cassie. Mm-hmm. You know, no negative Nelly, no competitive Cassie. You want to keep it with you and your boss, really. Maybe your boss's boss. Maybe a mentor within the organization, but just absolutely. But if everyone on the team knows you want it and they want someone else to want it because they're more popular or there's others that want it, all of a sudden it get, could get into a funky situation. So you want to be careful. Mm-hmm. Who you share it with, but you want to share it with the people who are the decision makers who are going to be able to help you achieve those goals, whatever they are uh, across the organization. I think it's also a good thing in setting work goals to think about what you don't like about your work and then set goals to change it. And I know we can't change everything about our jobs. And, I, you know, Pollyanna over here does not think that, but maybe there's a process that you just can't stand or there's a responsibility that you have that just makes you miserable. And like, think about how you can improve it for yourself in the upcoming year. And I would bet that if you're improving it for yourself, you could also be improving it for other people as well. Absolutely. So if your month end reporting is tedious and just kind of an awful experience, think to yourself, what would make it better? And are there better ways of doing this? And, you know, maybe you point out the issues to your boss along with an offer to take on the project to come up with some solutions that might be, that might help to streamline, right? Mm -hmm. That shows leadership, that shows ownership, and it shows, hey, I see this problem, but I also come to it with a solution. Mm -hmm. And people who come to problems with solutions are, are good leaders, usually. Yep. 
knowing you're working toward change can sometimes make the awful, tedious things a little bit better, knowing that it's not going to last forever, that you've got support from above to make changes. And then you can just get creative with that. Totally. I mean, I think when I know that something's going to change or someone's working on change, it can make things I don't like a lot better. Just knowing that I'm not stuck here forever. Yeah. Knowing there's a light at the end of that tunnel, right? It's not like going to be this forever thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that taking that beginning of the year piece of saying, what brings me down at work? And then seeing what you can do about those things, however small. I love that example of month-end reporting. Like, wait. We don't have to put the same number in 17 different spots. What if they all fed each other and I put it in one? Ta-da! Um, it, there's ways to make things better. And I think what you can do to improve your own situation, it's so powerful. It's so powerful for you. Agreed. Also with new year planning, you know, we mentioned before, but it's about personal and professional. And like, what do you have time for? What will work with your home life? For example, if getting promotion means working on weekends, can your life actually support you working on weekends? Or do you want to be working on weekends and taking Tuesdays and Wednesdays off or whatever it is? Maybe the timing isn't right for that. Or, you know, if not, like, is there something else you can do with your non-weekend work hours that you have now that will help you set up a promotion for the future? I think it goes back to that must-have list that we talk about every episode. Got to get it in. And what changes can you make to to have that must must-have list, you know, stay fresh and alive? And your must-have list is different from your goals, by the way. Mm-hmm. Different a different mm-hmm. note never note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think it's I think in you know, in addition to talking to someone about your goals, which is really powerful as long as you choose choose wisely. Yeah write it down, mm-hmm. write your goals down, have, you know, have some kind of document to refer to and check in with it and iterate, you know, when you meet a goal, it's so much fun to cross it off and to, you know, to visually see that you've achieved something. And there's something to be said for saying, Hey, you did that pat on the back, right? Mm-hmm. Giving yourself a high five. There's something to be said for acknowledging a completion of a goal. It, just, it feels good. I also think there's something to be said for also crossing a goal off and saying, I don't want to do that anymore. That's no longer a goal for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. I made a decision and this isn't a goal. And so taking it off so it stops nagging you. Because I will tell you, once a goal goes on the list, it kind of speaks to you like, yep. hey, what about me? I'm your goal. Right. If that goal is no longer a goal for a myriad of reasons, get it out of there. Yeah. And, and allow all of those bad feelings about not meeting that goal to just put that to rest too. Yeah. And, and all of the good intentions, right? All the good intentions you had, like, go ahead and release those as well. Timing isn't right. Adios, amigos. Yep. Other things became goals. So we'd said it before, but I think keeping it a living, breathing document that's current and don't just add to it, but take away from it. Yeah, it's okay to change your mind. Totally. You can change your mind. It's, it's totally allowed and encouraged. Amen. <laughs> So, so to check in with it and also keep it fresh and current, you know, all of a sudden you're at work and you get a humongous project that you didn't see coming. It's going to change your goals. Yep. It just is. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. Because none of us are stagnant in a lane that doesn't move. Things well, change all the time. Well, and, and especially, so, 
Yeah. I mean, especially, I, I don't know. I mean, I, when I started my career, things seemed to be moving quickly, but things move a lot more quickly now. Yeah. So goals can change. It's okay. hundred percent. And you're only one person. And so give yourself grace in moving goals around or move the goal to the B list of the maybe later or whatever. And that's okay. Staying focused on the most important things that I I like that top three approach, like keep the top three in line and then it doesn't get overwhelming because if you've got a list of 40 goals, you're done. It's, it's, it's easy to fall into that kind of abyss of overwhelm. And Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that if you've only got three priorities and then you just kind of move it, you reevaluate and move your goals up every time you every time you finish one and pick the next one. And I do feel like with, with goals that bridge things, I I, kind of don't like thinking of there being failure Mm -hmm. because life comes at you, changes other people are decision makers. And so I think that if you've worked towards something, however that looked, I think that's success. Mm -hmm. If you've put yourself out there, I think that's success. Sometimes we don't have the final decision choice. If I say I want a promotion, I'm not actually the decision right. maker in that. Right. So, but if I know that I talked to my boss, I know I did my best work and I know I tried, then I succeeded even if I didn't get the goal. And then if I don't think I can get promoted, that's another episode as well where maybe you figure out another career path that could work or another company or something. But I don't like to think like I achieved my goal, I failed my goal. I achieved my goal, I failed my goal. It's these are things I'm trying to work towards. What am I doing about it? And what am I learning along the way, right? Totally. And how am I empowering myself towards these things? That's why I think the pat on the back is so Mm -hmm. important because sometimes we look for that externally. And the more we can do that for ourselves, the the less needy we are for that external uh, pat on the back, which Mm -hmm. everyone enjoys that, but it's nice to not have that be such a strong need. Keep yourself honest. Say, Hey, I worked on this. I tried. I did my best. That's all I can do. All I can do is my best. Hey, if we all do our best all the time, the world uh, the world is a good place. Yeah, it really is. So in summary, we are super excited. Our goal for season two is to spend more time learning and growing with you, our audience, and creating interesting content and helping you move your careers to where you want them to be. So... Welcome. Yes. So here's to season two. And thank you all so much for joining us and listening and, you know, sharing your feedback with us. It's, it's so much fun going to a conference and, you know, someone coming up to us and saying, Hey, you know, we're listening to the, we're listening to your podcast and, you know, we really liked episode three and, you know, that, that kind of feedback has been so, so much fun for us to know that, Hey, you know, we are, we are making an impact here. So thank you so much. We are, we are very appreciative. Yes. And send the questions because we love answering them. Yes. And, and for those of you that are interested in getting some spot coaching, we are still looking for folks. So it's our goal. It is our goal. So you know, if you want to help us achieve our goals, you know, let reach out and we'll, uh, <laughs> we're going to be happy. We're starting, we're going to be starting some conversations, recording some conversations this month. Mm -hmm. And we're super excited about that. So thanks so much, everyone. Have a fabulous month. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. 
use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk. And on Instagram and Facebook at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat, And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a Tech Reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you. <laughs>